the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. Hi, this is Denny O'Neill. My name is Neil Adams. And this is Paul Dini. Hi, my name is Dan DeDeal. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, this is Francis Manipal. Hi, this is Jim Lee, and you're listening to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Everyone and welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. I want to thank uh, Dustin and the guys and gals over at TBU Podcast for allowing uh, the three of us to uh, wrap up the Robin War series with them with the tie-ins. So thank you to everybody over at the TBU. Uh, we do have everybody returning for this episode on episode 179 for the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. And we have uh, Terrence with us tonight. I am Robin. And also we have Olivia with us tonight. I am Robin. And myself, Rob, I am also Robin. Maybe not a Robin, maybe an owl, maybe a gopher. We'll see as things go on. So today we're taking a look at the last three books that wrap up the Robin War saga that is celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Robin slash Dick Grayson slash every other Robin that there ever was uh, for the 75th anniversary. Uh, The books that we're looking at today are Robin War Part 5 in the form of Robin, Son of Batman, Number 7, the Teen Titans crossover, and I'm doing air quotes by saying crossover, you'll find out in a little bit. That is uh, Robin War tie-in, Teen Titans number 15, and then the conclusion of Robin War, and that is issue number two. So uh, before we jump in uh, to these last three issues, um, going in uh, from the last uh, set of books that we did before getting to here, where did you guys think the story was going to go? I think we kind of had our speculations about it, but I kind of wanted to retouch on those again. Where did you guys think we were going to end up and what what was your both of your guys' interpretation of what might happen in the story let's start with you uh terrence yeah from where we left off i I thought we were heading to some kind of big showdown between the robins and the owls which we kind of got um what i don't want to spoil the i don't want to go right into the ending but i wasn't uh wasn't expecting and and kind of surprised to see kind of the inside of the owls and some of the um inner workings of the owls and then the the very very ending i guess we'll go spoiler free right at this point yeah. was not expecting that last page which really isn't an ending it's more just like a beginning of more to come i guess with the grayson books um right. so you know overall i was kind of impressed i thought it was i thought it was really good olivia yeah i thought i thought pretty similarly um that we'd be seeing uh some kind of showdown but i have to say that the the last the ending or the last page is kind of what i what I did expect, but did like, it's kind of what I thought where it was going, but what I was kind of hoping maybe wasn't going to happen, but it <laughs> happened anyway. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like kind of obvious and, and I know we kind of discussed maybe they're trying to throw us off, but it, it seemed like it kind of happened. The, the end result was kind of what we seem to expect. Yeah, I felt like the, um, I don't kinda, know, maybe that's just me, but no, I I felt like they were telegraphing it and leading us down a path of going, okay, that that seems like that's the obvious choice, so that that clearly can't be what they're going to do, and um, 
And was, as we'll find out, right. they are, did exactly what they were going to do from the onset. Um, a, a small little bait and switch, and we'll get into that as we get into uh, the second book. Uh, but let's not yeah. waste any time, and we'll go right into Robin War Part 5 from Batman and Robin. See, I'm still saying Batman and Robin. Uh, Robin, son of Batman, number seven. Is this what you wore in training? It's what I wore when I went on patrol. The only thing it's missing is lace trim and a sun hat. All right, well, this one uh, opens up right from the start of our conclusion of our last episode or episode and issue, which I'm trying to remember what the last book was. I don't have it here in front of me, uh, where all the Robins uh, are converging uh, with the Owls, which uh, this is one of the uh, big confrontations where the Owls are finally starting to make themselves known. So we have uh, all the We Are Robins, uh, Red Robin, Red Hood, and Damien Robin all in a fight with all of the Talons. And uh, I thought this issue moves pretty good. And uh, to be noted, uh, Patrick Gleason only does uh, the front cover art and uh, the interiors are all done. Uh, the dialogue is done by uh, Ray Fox and uh, Patrick Gleason does do the plot and Scott McDaniels is on the art. So I was uh, half wondering if this is a purposeful filler for Gleason because he's working on something else. Because I know this book and then number eight, Patrick Gleason is not doing the writing or drawing at all in the book. Was anybody surprised that uh, Gleason wasn't involved in this before we move on? Well, I have not been reading Robin, oh. Son of Batman regularly, so I wasn't really sure who was the regular writers and artists. So, okay. no, I wasn't surprised, but I haven't really been following closely enough to be surprised. Gotcha. Olivia at all? Yeah, I, I'm not reading it uh, regular. I'm not reading it regularly either, so I wasn't aware. He 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 writes and draws it. Usually? Yeah. Is that what it is? Since uh, Tomasi had left, they gave uh, Gleason writing and drawing right. duties. So, um, yeah, he's been on you know Tomasi. every issue. So, it usually, I mean, how comics normally work, you'll have an artist that'll be drawing a book, then they'll take like an, an issue break. Well, you have the writer and artist both taking an issue break. So, um, I was kind of expecting there to be, right. instead of a normal one-month break, that they were probably going to give Gleason a two-month break so he could kind of still you know, write stories and have a little break from the art. Uh, but getting back to the action, um, this is pretty much an action, uh, packed episode or an issue rather. Um, and I, I thought the, the issue flowed really pretty good. Um, we're just getting a lot more of the, uh, we are Robins slowly starting to realize that they're, they're not who they think they could be or should be, uh, should they be Robins? And you have the, um, discussion between Red Robin and Red Hood. Should they be trained? Should they not be trained? And on one hand, Jason is saying, you know, we well, let's worry about their training later. And Tim's going, they're really kind of already in that place, and they're doing the things that we were doing. Unless I have their roles uh, switched there, but you have the two kind of going back and forth of of what what the, is the role of the We Are Robin uh, should be and. Uh, they're still referring to them as kids. They're they're very undertrained, and they're just they're going to be a danger to themselves and others. Um, we have a mysterious figure, which um, now Olivia, I believe you are caught up reading the Court of the Owls, correct? Um, I still haven't read the second trade, but <laughs> I, I, I'm aware of okay. the situation. <laughs> um, we're. Uh, were you surprised here? Did you realize that this was going to be Lincoln March uh, coming in uh, to this issue, that this is who the mysterious figure that the councilwoman is uh, talking with in here for both you guys? 
I did not see it coming. I remembered him from, you know, the new 52 and everything, and I'd wondered where he, where he'd been, been, but I thought that was kind of a cool little twist. Um, I want to expound on it, and I don't want to spoil it for yeah, Olivia. I, 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 <laughs> but uh, something happened to Lincoln March at the end of the run of the Court of the Owls that I'm wondering, have, why, yeah, yeah. how is he here? So, and that's, that's not addressed, so uh, just it, that kind of like threw yeah, me Yeah, I mean, obviously Dick is surprised to see him. Yeah, and I didn't know how much interaction Dick had had with Lincoln March previously before this, and they they talk very much as if they know who each other are. And it was, I thought Bruce was the only one that had really gone up against Lincoln March, and during the uh, Batman Eternal, where Lincoln March was, Dick Grayson was quote unquote dead at that time, so he wasn't even in Batman Eternal to come in contact with. So uh, I'm kind of curious how and why they wrote yeah. it. This way, I know it serves the story well, but for them knowing each other, I just don't get it. But continuing on, we do have uh, the fight with uh, Dick going through uh, the caverns, which was a nice little callback going to uh, the Court of the Owls and the um, maze that's underground. Um, I I love the sequence in with Damien where uh, the talents have said, you know, like we three and Damien realizes, you know what, I'm going to have to do something drastic. And I like the little back and forth between uh, Red Robin and Red Hood of like, is he going to do something? Is he not going <laughs> to do something? So I thought that was uh, a typical uh, Damien move uh, to do something really uh, drastic to just get the results. And I kind of feel like uh, Damien's taken the role of uh, Batman in this, that he's going to do the right thing. And that's probably going to chime into something later hey you know what's uh, one thing i i kind of caught me with this here is like originally all of the robins are in this jail what's it called the um shit i'm blanking on the name here the the, the cell or the pit the cage or something yeah. yeah um because that was dick grayson's yeah. plan to keep them safe but it's never addressed that if if if, if unless they had broken out the Court of Owls would have just come and murdered them all inside <laughs> cells here. Like, it wasn't a very good plan that Dick had in the long run here. And they never, like, addressed, like, hey, you know, like, you put us in here just, and we would have been murdered if we hadn't <laughs> escaped. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was uh, odd, too. It, and I think that's always a thing, like, I'm going to do this thing for you guys so you're safe. But uh, the repercussions of, like, if you get out of the box that I put you in your safe zone, then you're going to be killed and knowing very well that they're going to get out of there situation so I, you see that a lot through um you know comics that you know we're going to do this thing so everybody's cool but then you're not going to be cool in like 30 seconds soon as the, <laughs> yeah. soon as the hero leaves the room i like the uh, the book kind of takes some jumps you know we're we're in the cage and then they you know obviously get out and the, all the ro- all the robins are now standing in front of each other and we have the last you know call or uncalled arms from uh, Red Robin is basically saying, all right, you're, you guys are free to leave. It's not a game anymore. You're going to be killed. The owls are going to be after us. Um, where, where would you guys have fallen in line with this if you had not been one of the original Robins? And would you have stayed at this point? Would you have said, you know what? This is a little too rich for my blood. You know, if we can kind of put ourselves into those hats. I I don't know if I would have. I think I would have been like, you know what? This is a little too, a little too much for me. I'm out of here. Or would you guys have stayed uh, through regardless of the uh, consequences? Terrence? 
I am not Robin. Yeah, I would have got out of there. I mean, after being locked up all night in the cage and then the owls showing up, I would have gone home, changed my underwear, and <laughs> played video games with whoever that guy is. I can't remember his name in uh, issue two of yeah. Robin Moore, who's sitting there. Yeah, I would have been hanging out with him. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would have even been there in the first place. <laughs> so, I would have gone as far as to make my costume. Yeah. Stepped out on the front porch and been like, yeah, ah, no, nah, I'm fine. I've yeah. got homework or something to do. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll just I'll have to live the vicariously uh, through the Robins. Uh, of course, we go back to uh, Gotham Academy, which, um, you know, I felt like that was the one tie in that it, it had enough to do with the storyline. It, it makes that issue seem more connected now. But at the time, I thought it was a complete and total tie-in uh, just because of the little, you know, Sea Gotham Academy 13 uh, written here. We have them infiltrating uh, into the underground of Gotham Academy to see um, the Court of the Owls using the elite uh, soldiers of the Talon and then them calling in uh, Commissioner Gordon, Batman, and then all hell, oh, excuse me, all hell breaking loose uh, with all the elites and uh, going back to Dick Grayson having his meeting with Lincoln March and them going into their little repartee, if you will, uh, the little back and forth. And uh, I like the little call outs to each other that, you know, Lincoln March notices that, you know, Dick Grayson is circling him like you waiting for me to pull out the secret weapon that I have. And uh, Dick's just calling it out like it is like I'm waiting for you to get into your speech and waiting for the thing to happen that we know is going to happen. And then the big reveal at the end of this issue is that the gray son didn't want to join and didn't want to live up to his heritage. So we found somebody else and surprise it's Damien is now a Talon. Uh, reading that issue, um, I was kind of like, I, I didn't see Damien joining the court of the owls. Uh, did that surprise uh, either two of you at all? That that was definitely a surprise. Yeah. You know, and I, I Going into the next issue, when I saw it, I thought, oh, well, that's kind of okay. That's a surprise, but that's just to infiltrate. He's not serious. He doesn't really mean it. And then as we find out in the next, you know, um, Robin War Part 2, he actually was really meant it. He was really going to join, not because he, like, believed in their cause, but uh, – and actually kind of a noble, you know, to uh, save people and save Bruce Wayne. So I thought that was kind of a cool twist that it wasn't just, a, aha, let me take off the mask and now I'm fighting the owls. It was like uh, a serious thing. And not so much on this last page, but in the beginning part of Robin War 2, I think that that look of Damien with the owl mask is really, really cool. That would be a cool figure or mm -hmm. uh, statue. Or somebody out there has got to take a Damian Wayne statue and make a little mask for it or <laughs> something. Because I don't know if that, you know, just being in this one issue will, will warrant it. But I thought that was a really cool look. I, I did too. I, I don't know if Olivia thought of it with us being action figure collectors. I was like, I want an action figure as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I saw that. Yeah. There's not enough Damian right stuff out there. Yeah. Right away, you can stick the little mask on and Yeah, with the know. with the talons that uh, you can get from DC Collectibles, they come with you know a little extra mask. So yep. maybe the cover art will be a Damien <laughs> with the mask you know on his face. Um, as a story for uh, Robin, son of Batman, uh, where do you guys uh, rate this? As uh, five, you're ready to be a Robin, or one, you're not wanting uh, to be a Robin. <laughs> uh, Olivia. <laughs> 
Uh, the story itself, not the art or anything, right? Right. Um, this one's pretty good. Uh, um, say maybe a four. Cool. Terrence? Yeah, I'd give this between like a three and a half and a four for what it is. You know, um, it's the, it's the, chapter right before the last chapter what's that called the penultium or something i can never remember that stuff and and, you know usually those chapters are just to kind of set up the last issue and kind of um really not a lot usually too much happens in it and you know for what this issue was and the artwork i've always liked scott mcdaniel's artwork um and uh just kind of how it kind of moved the story along got you ready for the last issue um i think it did the job that it was supposed to do is it going to go down as one of my all-time favorite comics that i've ever read no but you know it's (laughs) it's it was good for what it was and so i'd I'd give it i'd give it a four also cool i think i'd give this a four as well i thought it was uh decently done and i've always uh, with you i always liked uh, mcdaniel's art it's a cartoonish without being overly cartoony he's got a definite style to him would have really loved to see gleason do all the interiors but i'm assuming he's working on uh his next big project so I kind of guessed that with the Robin Moore that he probably wouldn't be uh, a part of it. So I think overall we're just uh, right at about a four uh, between the three of us with this particular issue. And Nightwing said no unnecessary risks to the squad. But this is necessary. We will move on to the tie-in issue. That's This is going to go pretty quick uh, because the bulk of it really has nothing to do with... Um, the Robin War, uh, per se, uh, with all the other Titans that are going on in this, it is from a previous Teen Titans issue story, and I am happy to say that this is going to be Scott Lobdell's and Pfeiffer's last uh, issue. So anybody that's not been happy to see Lobdell's Ooh. name on the <laughs> book, uh, Greg Pack will be taking over the writing duties for. Um, oh. The Titans book. So, yeah, I I was very happy to see that. Pac's been been really solid on the things that he's been writing, and uh. I've been following him on Twitter, and he's he's chomping at the bit to be churning out some Titan stories, and he is a huge fan of pre-New oh. 52 Titans continuity. So that made me That's really awesome. happy. So, hey, I got a question for you, Rob. Though, yes. You're the, you're the Tim Drake. has got to be an improvement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're the Tim Drake expert, and I um, – I really like this cover. I, th- I thought the cover looked pretty good. Tim looks pretty good, but hey, there's no cape whatsoever. Is that because it's retractable now? And then yeah. what's the deal with the belt? Is his belt always that big? or The is that- belt is normally not that big. I think it's overly okay. proportioned. It's, it's usually a lot smaller, and his yellow buckle that you see is normally supposed to be on the you know right dead center. He offsets mm-hmm. it. Um, and when Rockefort is – I think I believe he did the art. Of the cover art on this one. No, the cover is, it says Ethan. That's, Ethan Van uh, Sciver. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. He and Rockefort both, um, I think Lobdell has kind of fit this also into Tim's. Uh, this is the only book that this happens in, uh, is when he's not in battle, the uh, wing glider retracts into the, his back part of the backpack. So uh, that's why he doesn't have the uh, wings here. But in every other medium, when anybody else draws, uh, Tim Drake, Red Robin, his glider cape is always out. So I think it's a cool little feature, I guess, but I prefer him to see him with the cape. So that's what that is. Uh, gotcha. The bulk of the story, and I just happened to open up to the uh, scantily clad Wonder Girl here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which when I was flipping through it, uh, my wife yeah, said, I have oh, a question. Yes. 
I have a question about that. Okay. Who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know because in reading so much for Batman and Robin Eternal and then uh, this particular series, um, I've kind of let my Titans book sit knowing that the bulk of the Titans book aren't in there. Uh-huh. At first I thought it was uh, Miguel, but I'm like, well, Miguel is Hispanic and um, – it can't be him. So I just think it's it's random Joe sitting at the uh, pool. So I don't know who that is. But well, she she gives him a name. She yeah. calls him Reezer or Riser. I don't know who that is though. No, I, and, and I don't either. I've so I've not read the last three Titans issues, so um, it it must be part of the new okay. story arc that's going on. So um, I was only reading the pages yeah, okay. that pertained to this. So sorry, I have no further information. Right. Um, the bulk of this, we can probably okay. <laughs> uh, summarize this uh, really pretty quickly. Uh, the Robins, the Robins are on the street and they're going to run to Gotham Academy, and then they decide, you know what, let's go into the woods. Overdone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I it was cool to see Professor Pig in this, um, so I'm kind of curious to kind of see how Professor Pig's going to uh, tie into the rest of the Titans uh, story. But as far as this being important to the story and i wanted to ask you guys um about this um how do you feel about the dc comics uh doing a a huge crossover and then trying to find different ways to tie in all the various books that they possibly can uh only to find out upon buying them or doing whatever that i really didn't need this book to begin with now me already being on a lot of these titles already i didn't feel like i was put out going, wow, I I bought this issue for nothing. I'm like, I was already collecting Teen Titans and We Are Robin and this other stuff, so it didn't affect me. But uh, for you guys, uh, for doing this podcast and me asking you and saying, hey, well, do we need all the tie-ins? And I'm like, oh, I'm sure we're going to. And that thought goes through my head of like, crap, did I just have both of you buy a book that literally added no value to the story whatsoever? So I kind of want to throw that out to you guys. I'm going to give my grade for this. Um, as far as a tie-in issue, uh, this is a one. Um, if if you bought it to be a completist, that's cool. That's that's what I did, so I had uh, everything. Um, but it did no servicing to the story whatsoever. So I'll throw that out to you guys. That's my question uh, to you guys for this particular issue. Uh, Terrence, how do you feel about the whole the whole tie-in thing? Yeah, and I've even heard it. Um like in the big um, crossover, it's called like uh, event fatigue. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm so annoyed at you, Rob. I'm never speaking to you again about it. No. <laughs> right. Now I'm uh, on the Drake by myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you know, it's happened so much that I kind of expected it when I saw, you know, Robin Ward tie in as opposed to part six or seven yeah. or whatever. Um, you're kind of like, okay, well, this is just going to be like just a way to try to get people to buy the series who who don't normally do. And I think it fails them. I think they would be better off making this like an integral part of the story and making it like a real tie in. And I think introducing some of your characters and some of your storylines and making that like a, making that two or three pages. Um, and I think more people would feel like, okay, I want to pick this up and I want to keep reading it or I'll read the next issue as opposed to kind of shoving your story and your characters down the throat of somebody who doesn't really 
really wanted to begin with and then only getting two or three pages of Robin War and feeling like, Ugh, you know, that was a waste. Um, I think they're going about it the wrong way. Olivia. Um, yeah, I mean, it, as a tie in to this particular story of Robin War, this issue was like the worst of all of them. It it mm-hmm. it barely, barely connected. Um, and I mean, but at the same time, I, I kind of feel I mean, I think they kind of use it as a way of saying like, this 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 could pull people who are reading Robin War into Teen Titans because they pick this book up thinking I have you know I have to have this for Robin War and then you know you find out you don't but at the same time and that'll that'll you know that'll piss some people off but at the same time it might also make them want to read Teen Titans which is you know their DC's angle trying to make money and uh, I have to say being behind on Teen Titans you know I I don't know what's going on right now but I'm, I want to keep reading. Like for me, it pulled me back into Teen Titans. Um, that, but, but as a tie-in, you know, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. Um, the tie-ins for, uh, the death of, death of the family, I thought were done really well because those books that had the death of the family cover on them, you had like, for instance, the Teen Titans were a part of that. You had all the Titans working together that yeah. pulled, you know, Tim was gone, so the Titans went to Gotham City to try and find Tim. So you got pages of Tim and uh, Jason kind of fighting together, and then you had the Titans and Red Hood and the Outlaws fighting t- together, you know, in separate pages, but it worked. So in a case like that, it was like it was still telling and servicing a story and telling their own story at the same time. This one, I thought, barely did that. If you weren't coming, if you already hadn't been reading the Teen Titans up to this point, I think you would be completely lost. But it did for you what DC, you know, excuse me, wanted it to do. It it pulled you back in. So and it kind of did that for me, too. It made me go, I really need to go back, you know, two issues and, and start this story, story arc to figure out how they got captured by Professor Pig. So... Um, I think we're probably all in agreement. This is probably, yeah. uh, as far as a tie-in, it's a one. Um, and I just got to, as a whole issue by itself, I'm going to give it a zero just because I only read the uh, Titans, or the uh, Red, or We Are Robin. Jeez, I can't talk. We Are Robin story point. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if you look at my favorite tie-ins yeah. from series like or things in the past, it's I, I really thought the Blackest Night tie-ins were really good. Mm-hmm. I really thought uh, Flashpoint, all of those. Oh, they were kind of their own little series. They weren't the actual um, issues in the in you know con, in uh, the continuity, but they were still like each character had their own thing because it was like self-contained stories, or it was how each like Blackest Night. It was how each character was dealing with those events. You know, this here, the Teen Titans really aren't dealing with the Robin War. It's this whole other story with Professor Pig and everything. I, I think it would have it's been better, like, if you had somehow the Robin, I mean, the Teen Titans were dealing something that just had something to do with Robin War. You know, it's just so, it's just like two different books, actually. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, I, uh, with that said, I like the art, though. I thought the art was really good. And then the mm. Professor Pig story, even though it had nothing to do with Robin War, I was kind of interested in it on its own as well. And, you know, even though this didn't kind of, like what I said, they probably should have tied it into Robin War better. Uh, with the end and everything, I, it, I actually would pick up Teen Titans 16 after reading this one just to see where things are going. So, um, you know, I'll give it a two and a half. Cool. Olivia. 
Did you want to grade this one at all? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if we're grading it strictly as um, as a tie-in, it is it is a one. But if it's uh, you know, overall, just as a like, here's a comic, grade it. Um, I I gotta give it like a, th- a three, three and a half. I mean, it it's a little disjointed trying to make it a tie-in at the same time as like telling the story with Professor Pig, but it did also like pique my interest. So. Cool. And I'm, I'm right somewhere in the middle. I'm like a one and a half, a, a two with it. So I think this book barely clocks in probably at a two, two and a half if we kind of combine um, everything together. Um, so with that, we will move on to the final book uh, in the series. It all ends here. Robin War, number two. R. What's that stand for? Robin. And uh, we haven't been doing a good job of reading off all the writer's credits because there's a lot of them, and everybody is on board uh, for this. So everybody that was uh, in the very first issue has all returned for this one, um, and I think maybe save maybe you know one or two other people. And I'm trying to flip through here really quick uh, to get our uh, main character's name, at least in this first issue. Taylor's the young, the young Taylor. lad's name. Okay, <laughs> the young lad. Uh, the young lad. Uh, so the issue opens up here with I'm Not Robin, which right. I think was kind of the thrust of the issue or the whole series of getting the people to realize that they either are Robin or they're not Robin. Are they part of this ongoing battle that they've agreed? And who are the ones that are going to stay? Who are the ones that are going to leave? And how important Robin is overall to not only... Gotham City in 75 years of Batman history, but how important is Robin to each individual person that has either claimed the mantle of Robin or who who was Robin or who wants to be Robin, or I guess in a broader sense, who is ready to be a hero and what steps are you going to have to take to assume uh, that role? Um, we have Taylor here, which you will find out in a little bit. He's uh, sitting at home playing a video game, being very... Uh, kind of getting chastised from, I'm assuming his parents or one of the parents is a an official or a you know a police officer of some type that is kind of chastising him from you know going out and he will have friends later on that are texting and tweeting and sending information of what's going on and him wrestling with should he be Robin should he not be Robin should he be listening to his parents uh, we get a couple pages of recap of everything that has happened kind of previously and then. Uh, actually tying into the Teen Titans with the Titans uh, and the Robins going through the forest, uh, rather actually in, uh, excuse me, Robin, son of Batman, that, that's where they were going to go. Um, in the woods, to be safe, that's where the confrontation uh, comes into play with uh, Damien uh, Owl. And or at, does it? Yeah, or does <laughs> depending it? Depending on the artwork. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, this book. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rob. No, this no. Book drove me absolutely crazy. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, I, I did kind of want to point that out. Um, and I've been – mad's the wrong word. I've been disappointed in DC for telling us that uh, Carmine D. Judge – I'm not going to pronounce your name all the way <laughs> – is responsible for pages 12, 24, 27 – uh, and 31, yeah. and Steve is doing 9, 11, 32, 34, Scott McDaniels. I mean, it, it goes on and on. So if I wanted to figure out what page Scott McDaniels is doing, unless I'm really keen on knowing who is doing that page, there's no page numbers here, so I'm going 1, 2, 3. I'm like, I just want page numbers. I know it's petty. Uh, before we get into the rest of 
the the play by play did the did reading the story hinder you guys by the constant changing of the art from page to page to page to page tremendously um, first off, let me just say the cover I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, the cover, if you look, there's really only, besides black and white and grayscales, there's only two colors on it, red and yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it's just a really cool look. Um, really cool how they kind of went minimal, minim, I can't speak either, minimalistic <laughs> with the, with the colors, but it worked really, really well. Just the, the ketchup and mustard there. Um, but then, yeah. <laughs> You know, I started reading this and I really liked it. I was like, the art is really good. I like this whole I'm not Robin. And at what moment is he going to, you know, get off the couch and and do something? I like the whole Damian Wayne as the owl. I loved how he was just he was just so badass. And he just like (laughs) takes everybody down and just take, you know, like I, I really, really like I was really, really into this. And then all of a sudden the art changed dramatically, like not even. Like they didn't even try to get two artists of a similar style to like make it blend, and it just it just so took me out of the story because like Damien looks completely different, his eyes turned red, his like owl mask looks completely different with um the the costumes got these like little knobs on it, and then I thought they were fighting in like a park or in like the woods, and then next thing it looks like they're fighting. Then you know, I guess it's Gotham Academy, but it looks like a combination between like Manhattan and like a medieval church, and it just yeah. it, it really took me out of what I was, you know. And I don't mean to be nitpicky, and usually like I try not. I realize like if you pick up one book, one artist draws somebody a little different than the other, and I try to be one kind book. of forgiving, <laughs> yeah, for stuff like that. But this was just so so dramatic. It's almost like watching a movie, and they just like change actors in the middle of the movie you know like you're just kind of like wow this is just re- i don't know just and maybe i'm i'm nitpicking but the book i believe was delayed a week and it looks like it was an editing nightmare and i i don't know what happened behind the scenes but my guess is that there's some some drama at the dc offices that things just didn't work out the way maybe they thought it would uh, I'm going to say this. I'll probably keep this in here for the show as an editorial. Uh, this podcast was, in fact, supposed to be a week earlier. And looking at the solicitation coming out, um, I had emailed Dustin, like, the information that you sent me, Rob, the second part of Robin War didn't come out. I think I even texted you, Olivia, at one point. Yeah. It was like, did you get this particular issue? So um, if you're listening to this, obviously, on the Batman Universe uh, comic podcast, um, I think the numbering sequence is, is correct, but uh, Dustin's going to have to uh, predate the episode so it kind of coincides what they are due. So, um, yeah, I, I'm very curious as to you know what happened. And I was just thumbing through Robin War Part One. There are a series of different artists on every you know every so many pages, but it's not as jarring as this. So the parts of this story that are really crazy art. I feel like it was somebody in editorials like, you need to draw these three pages now. We need to get them colored now and get this out. And sad to say, it looks like it was done now. Um, one pa- panel in particular I just kept staring at. Um, and again, DC, because you don't number the pages, I can't tell everybody where it is. If you guys are flipping through your book, at the Dark Knight Returns Last Crusade ad with the Jokers, Frank Miller, and a Brian Azzarello ad, if you flip that page over... Um, the center panel of the next page with Robin, I think looks horrible. His eyes are really big. He's got a small mouth and that all the art on this whole page 
um, just really kind of bothers me. I don't know what it is uh, about it, um, even kind of a lead up pages to that, um, especially uh, the Lincoln Mark page when we're in the labyrinth where uh, Dick is seeing for the first time that Damien um, on the big, huge screen, that art's beautiful. I was like, why couldn't we have kept, I think this is Ray's page uh, right here. So he was in for mm-hmm. one entire page. And then by the time you, uh, go through where Damien's uh, fighting in the labyrinth of uh, the Court of the Owls. The art, I think, just progressively starts getting worse and worse. And I think that's why it was so jarring for me is that it did start off really good. And there was some, you know, it, it, when you go from things that look really, really great to then getting real sloppy and real messy, it's even more of a contrast than if, you know, they kind of started with the sloppy stuff and then you say, oh, this is picking up. Oh, this looks better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but to go from good and then, you know, it, it just, it was really jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll finish the uh, synopsis here. Um uh, uh, the long and the short of it is that, like Terrence said, Damien's a badass and is taken. It's it's almost I've, – I've seen a meme of it. I don't know what show it is, but it's this guy at a picnic, and he's just slapping everybody that walks up to him. He's slapping police officers and little kids and family members. Um, I'm probably the only one that's seen it. I'll have to post a picture <laughs> somewhere. But I just get this feeling that somebody comes up to Damien and being at Red Hood – He's instantly kicking him in the face, and then Tim's coming up to him and saying, hey, I'm not here to fight you. And Damien's like, oh, the guy that overthinks everything, slap, you know, knocks Red Robin to the ground. And uh, this is kind of like Duke's moment to uh, – to, and Damien's wanting everybody to stand up like, look, I am doing this for all of you. Um I've ended the war. It's all fine. We're going back. You know, I'm doing like Terrence said, I'm doing the noble thing, um, which Duke is going to kind of throw that back at Damien that, you know, you're trying to be noble like your father, but even your father wasn't always noble all the time. He was trying to do for himself and kind of going back and forth. And Duke is the one that as he's getting beat down by Damon, he's standing back up again. It's kind of that, you know, little Rocky moment. I, as I was reading that, I was kind of hearing the Rocky theme in my head as you know, Duke gets knocked down, stands back up again. Um, I want to talk to you guys about this uh, next section where uh, Dick is in the labyrinth. is coming up to Lincoln March and Lincoln is holding the Nightwing uh, mask in his hands. Mm-hmm. So we saw at the end of Robin War number one, uh, they made mention that you know they were going, they were looking for Nightwing. They're, they were kind of hinting at us that you know Nightwing will return, right. um, which the return I think would be would return to us, not necessarily uh, Nightwing. I liked the tie into previous continuity that Lincoln says, you know, I know you got this from uh, Superman's gods yep. of Nightwing and Flamebird. I kind of thought that was pretty cool, but mm-hmm. uh, even kind of threw it back to Dick of like, well, why did you choose, you know, that name anyways? There's something, you know, with the night and the wing, something that prays at night. It's not a, it's not a Robin and, you know, leading us to the owl, you know, end of it. Uh, we have Taylor here back at his house playing his video games and all the little blurbs that I'm assuming were all the text uh, messages and tweets and Facebooks and MySpace. Okay, probably not MySpace, but <laughs> <laughs> him wrestling with, you know, do I get off the couch? Do I stop eating the popcorn? Lay down the PlayStation control? Um, and I stand corrected. The worst art is in this next section. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I believe this is the rush job here. And... Um, I'm not even going to try to go back to 
try and count the pages to see who's responsible for it. So I won't uh, lash out you out loud, but the, the story I thought was really good. And it's, uh, the elite talents kind of going crazy through the town and it's Damien and Duke having a knockdown drag out, uh, fight. And I was kind of expecting, uh, the fight to really go between Damien and the Robins, um, and some of the pr- early promotional art that we saw with all the We Are Robins leaping towards Damien. Of course, you know, Damien being the official Robin, and then you have all of the quote-unquote knockoffs. I had figured at some point that was going to come to a head here. It's uh, it's kind of re- uh, revealing its feverish pitch, just as it is in the Labyrinth with Lincoln March and uh, Dick Grayson, and this is where Dick finds out that you know, Damien came in here at his own free will, and this was all kind of done to just bring Dick in. Like, Damien came to us, so we'll just use Damien to get you to come to us, which is what we wanted to do. And we've placed a little nanite inside of his mask that's burrowing into his uh, skin, and Damien is, in effect, a bomb. And Dick at one point says, you know, this is going to seem a little awkward, but all I need is a match to burn this place down. And then Lincoln throws that back at a dick to say, how bad do you want that match now to um, to really burn this whole place down? Then fine, Damien's going to die. And we have uh, Duke telling Damien that, you know, you are Robin, you are the Robin, and that he is a Robin. And uh, I thought the art here, at least in the face of Damien, where he's realizing that Duke is right, he is the Robin, he's the one that needs to be leading the charge, and then the tides turn, and all the Robins fight together. Uh, Taylor gets off his couch, stops eating his Cheetos, and he goes into the fight. And <laughs> Commissioner Gordon, Robot Batman, shows up, and all hell breaks loose. And everybody stands victorious. Yay, everything's happy. The universe is set back to ground zero, and all the Robins are you know, celebrating in the street. And Commissioner Gordon, Batman, reaches out his hand to Robin. Of course, we get the whole from Damien, which I thought it was a really quick switch that all of a sudden, oh, it's just that little conversation between the two of you that, you're right, I need to stop beating everybody's ass, and now I'm going to be good again. So I thought that was a little a little quick on the trigger. Uh, but the uh, series kind of ends here with uh, the main Robins in the Batcave. The three of them just kind of looking at Dick of like, well, hey, thanks for locking us in the cage. And Damien throws a couple little insults to punched in the face Robin and driven to the ground Robin, which I thought was <laughs> really kind of funny. And uh, Dick says, you know, it's just kind of simple. You know, I went after the congresswoman and, you know, said that, you know, she was, you know, behind the court of the owls and everything. So it's it's all good. You know, don't worry about it. You know, pat everybody on the back and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the wrap up with. Uh, the We Are Robins, uh, standing in front of Travis's grave, who was the Robin that was killed um, by the Talon. And everything is basically getting washed under the rug that, you know, there weren't these things coming out of Gotham Academy. And it was just this, you know, little snafu and, you know, brush it under the rug like everybody else. Uh, Duke and Damien have uh, a nice little meeting here, which I thought was kind of cute that, yeah. you know, the two of them are kind of, you know, working together and, you know, Duke's saying, hey, let's just go out and go to the movies. Robin doesn't go out to the movies. Sure, Robin doesn't go out to the movies, you know. You know, uh, you like me. No, I don't. Sure you do. All right, <laughs> fine. But I'm a Robin. I don't eat popcorn. Sure yeah. you don't. And then the big thing 
is across the world, which this kind of surprised me too. The Talons not only have been in Gotham for so long, but they're in Madrid and Spain and Beijing and Hong Kong and France, Sydney and all these different places. They are all gathered together to see the witnessing of the new gray sun that's going to be helping lead the charge of the Court of the Owls and three to Beware the Court of Owls that watches all the time. Ruling Gotham from a shadow perch behind granite and lime. They watch you at your hearth. They watch you in your bed. Speak not a whispered word of them or they'll send the talon for your head. Dick Grayson, welcome Grayson of Gatham. Of Gotham. Of Gatham. I'm from Boston. Uh, that welcome. was the uh, Court of the Owls from Boston right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the Owls from Boston. Uh, we hear well, you wicked awesome, Grayson. <laughs> this is awesome. These eyes holes are wicked good. How about yeah. them apples? You like them apples? Um, <laughs> sorry, Ben Affleck. See, it all tied in. Ben Affleck's Batman. It works. Yeah. Uh, Dick Grayson has joined the Court of the Owls. So we kind of knew where that was going. Um, that synopsis was long and thick. I apologize. But we got through it. We can kind of pick apart any of the parts you guys uh, want to go through. Uh, just, what did you think about the overall um, of this issue, how things wrapped up, your thoughts, your feelings, where you think we're going? So we'll just open up the can of worms. And uh, Terrence, why don't you take the first bite? All right. Well, I don't even know where to start. Right. <laughs> there's so much wrong with this. And the sad part is there's things that I like, which kind of redeems it a little bit. So let me go with what I like first, just okay. so I don't sound like just a total Debbie Downer. I love the fact that <laughs> – and it took me a little while to figure this out. But I love Travis is kind of like Rocky. Is it Travis? No, who's the who's – Taylor. The, who's the guy? Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. The one that um, Robin is fighting here. Um, uh, he, he never really lands a punch on Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. Never, I mean Duke. Duke, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Duke, Duke. So I, I like how Duke, he like he never really lands a punch on Robin. He never is able to hit him. It's just he just keeps getting up. You know, like every time Robin knocks him down, he just gets up. He just keeps, he just will not go down. And I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool. I just thought, I thought that was a good move because if Duke would have beaten uh, Damian Wayne, it would have just been totally unbelievable. But for him to just have that determination, and even in the end, he kind of says it was just so hard, it was just so difficult. Um, I like that. I also I love the uh, Robin, the little comment. Oh, it's Robin who gets punched in the face, and Robin who goes that like that. That was hilarious. Um, and I also really liked um, the end where Damian um, becomes friends with Duke because if you think about it, Damian. He's always trying to compete with the other Robins and he always wants to prove that he's better than them and always wants to prove that, that, you know, he's always trying to put them down. And so he'll never really like become friends with them because if you're a friend, there's a friend you, is someone you, you show, you show vulnerability to, you show weakness, you confide in. And he would never do that with Tim Drake. He would never, you know, say anything other than I'm better than you. You suck. I'm the best. But with Duke, you could kind of see. He he doesn't have that. Like he is not competing with him. He doesn't need that. So he could actually become friends with him. He could they could actually, you know, um have a friendship. But of course Damien, you know, is not a normal person. <laughs> so his friendship is gonna be weird in this whole like I don't eat popcorn kind of thing. It's kind <laughs> of fitting. Um all right, now here's what I don't like. All right. <laughs> first of all, 
we already went over the art, so I won't belabor that point. But I got, you know, the second the book opens up with Travis and his face and he's sitting on the couch, you, you kind of get the feeling some point he's going to get off the couch, he's going to jump into the fray and maybe he might be the difference maker or something or maybe he might do it. So um, I, I'm waiting for that. And when it comes, he's, he puts on the mask and he's, I'm Robin, I guess. And then he gets into the fray and at some point he's about to get killed by an owl. Mm-hmm. Like there's that scene where there's like the three faces. Um, once again, no page number. There's like Damian Wayne in the owl mask, Grayson in the middle, and then Travis. And he says, "Yeah, all right, let's do this." And then he like jumps in the owls, and then um, like um, Damian saves him. He takes out the owl, and it looks like he's celebrate like he he's uh, on the next page. Damian says to him, "But nonetheless, thank you." And owls on. And then at the end, we see his grave. I'm like, where did that happen? No. I mean, was there a panel or something where he got killed? Or no, no, is no. it the wrong guy? Or what? That's yeah. the wrong guy. <laughs> okay. So who gets killed? That- Tra- so- Travis is the one that died in the previous issues that we discussed last time. This is oh, the- Taylor. Okay, so I'm getting my tease made. All right, so yeah. that's where I was all yeah. so He could have picked a the- different name. <laughs> I, yeah, that was so my comment, too. In- yeah. Okay. Was he the one in the liquor store at the very? Yeah. Yep. He was in the liquor store. Walks out and then gets gutted by the talon. Almost. Yep. Probably like four okay. or five pages in. So that takes that confusion. But then I didn't <laughs> like that leads into my next thing I didn't like, which was at some point Lincoln Marsh says that the whole thing was a setup from the owls from the start. And I just thought that was a little too much. I, it would have been better, I thought, if he would have just said, "Oh, well, when that Robin incident happened, we knew we could." you know, use it to our advantage or something. The, the, the idea that the whole thing was an owl from the setup was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. And then again, I, I just this whole thing now with Grayson being an owl, I just, mm-hmm. like, if you took a vote or if you took a poll of all the fans out there or all the readers and said, what would you like Dick Grayson to be right now? You know, go back to Rob, <laughs> go back to Batman, be a, a Talon, be this, like, secret spy, or go back to Nightwing. I would think... It would be like at least over 90%, I think, would say go back to Nightwing in some form. So I don't know why (laughs) DC just doesn't do that. I mean, and he, his, his series, I thought the Nightwing series from the New 52 was one of the better New 52 series. And uh, I just, I, I see the Nightwing character is so popular. I just don't get what they're doing with him but uh, you know maybe it'll lead to that and so maybe i just be patient so i feel like that's what it's got to be at this point like this is like the last thing that's going to happen before they finally bring him back as nightwing well that would be cool yeah i mean and that's where the the lead-in was in this i think in our our last show we were that last panel of uh, issue one of Robin War is all the owls standing around, you know, a Nightwing mask, and we're like, oh, yeah. thank God, we're bringing, <laughs> you know. And I've been, I've been enjoying Grayson. It's it's yeah. been a it's been a decent run. I'm not saying it's horrible. And and King is writing some really good issues, but at the back of my mind, it's like this is the amnesia Bruce Wayne. Okay, at some point, Bruce is going to get his memory back. And he'll be Batman again. I feel that's way for Grayson. Like I'm in, I'm enjoying it, but I'll enjoy it a lot more once the Nightwing mask is back on him. So I think mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people were hoping for out of Robin War. But um, well, I didn't throw it back to you, Olivia. What what was your <laughs> what was your your taste of this issue? Um, 
you know, my first impression was not as as negative, but now I'm like, well, you know what? I didn't know this all of that stuff. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I well, I my first thought is, well, first of all, this Taylor guy, what? Where did he come from? Why does he have to be the one that's so important all of a sudden? And why does he have to have a name that starts with a T? Okay, <laughs> but um, uh, other than that, I really liked that. Um, Duke was the one to pull Damien out of this. And I know, Rob, you said that it kind of happened pretty quickly. And, and I agree with that. But I'm I'm glad they chose Duke as opposed to like Red Hood or, or Red Robin, who, you know, you'd think maybe it'd be one of them because he's known them and, and they're like family. And yet it's not them. It's this new guy who who still he knows what he's saying. He knows what he's talking about. And he, he, he still knows how to get Damien to come back. And I really like that. And I, and I like that it shows, you know, Duke as this leader, even though he doesn't seem to really be ready for it or in his, his in his mind, he's not ready for it. Um, and it's it's an interesting position for the We Are Robin kids now. This is something really big that's happened to them. And it's it's I'm, I'm I did read the, the whole series of We Are Robin going into this. And I'm curious now to see where it goes. Um. But I don't, I don't like Dick Grayson the owl. (laughs) Being the Dick Grayson fan in the room, I've been wanting to ask you, I know we've kind of tweeted or messaged back and forth, but to hear you say how you feel about Dick Grayson being an owl now and and what that does. So uh, let me ask you this question then. Is is this a ploy by Dick Grayson going, okay, I've got to do this to save Damien, but does Dick have a, another motive for joining the Court of the Owls? I, I, I'd like to think that there's no sort of, there's no like bad side to Dick Grayson that he's doing this for his own gain or anything. I think that at this point he feels like he's the only one that can really truly like infiltrate them and and do something about this because he knows that they were looking for the Gray Sun and like even if Damien, you know, even if they made it seem like Damien was an acceptable, you know, replacement. He he knows deep down it's him that they they want. And if anybody's going to be able to stop them, it's him. How? I don't know. (laughs) Especially seeing that they have all, they're all over the world, which is scary. (laughs) Yeah. That, and that, that was something that was kind of interesting to read too, that, as all you know, the Batman universes was concerned, the the owls have been in Gotham forever. Well, right. now it just turns out the owls have been in the world forever. Yeah. So, is this going to be an oversaturation of the owls that you could be reading the Wonder Woman series and all of a sudden we see her fighting an owl there, or is it just more globally for Batman than it is for the rest of the DC universe? I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then and then. <laughs> This was one weird. of my pet peeves of the New 52 is then how did Batman not know about it if he's the world's greatest detective? Right. <laughs> you know, like right. just take that off. And here's what I don't understand. Maybe you can let me. I, I just don't understand why the, uh, the Court of the Owls wants Dick Grayson. And not because – I mean I understand his you know, tremendous skills with fighting and – you know, combat and all that. Uh, it's not th- like – I don't mean it like, oh, he's you know, not worth – yeah. You know, uh, I can't speak, but you know, you know, what I mean, yeah. it's just my thought is, don't they realize that he's a good guy? Like, don't they realize he's incorruptible? And it's his, it's you know, his bloodline. 
Okay, so yeah. it's, just it's his great great grandfather or something was a yeah. was an owl. And the um, Court of the Owls tie-in issues. Dick Grayson ends up fighting his great 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 grandfather town or however many greats you know that was. <laughs> Uh, 22 greats, let's say. Um, but also, Haley's Circus was churning out owls. That was part of Haley's deal for like the court not killing him or whatever, that they were going to use circus performers as you know owls. And then Tony Zuko steps in, kills uh, Dick's parents, and then Bruce happens to be there, takes Dick Grayson. He was supposed to be the next Talon. So by the owls never getting Dick Grayson... I looked at it, it's Dick was supposed to be theirs all along, and Batman uh, took him away. He became Robin. No, you know, aren't supposed to be this bird. You're supposed to be this predator bird, not, you know, a little tiny, cute little red Robin. Yep. So I think that was their wanting their gray son back, as as far as I'm taking it. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. So It's, it's interesting. It's an interesting, you know, kind of new element to a character that's been around for so long. And at the onset, I thought, you know, Batman and Robin Eternal is going to be more of Dick Grayson's 75th anniversary. And then the Robin war is going to look at all the Robins it did, but this is still obviously Dick Grayson's 75th anniversary. So in two books, we have a storyline that's, you know, probably going to change Dick Grayson drastically. And, Batman and Robin Eternal won't end till March, I believe. So I'll be curious to see how that ends and changes Dick, and then what this story does to Dick Grayson in his own series in the Grayson title. So um, as much as I was like, I'm waiting for you know Dick Grayson to be Nightwing again, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to read the next issue of Grayson to see how this plays into effect now that he's going to be in the court of the owls, he's a spy for Bruce Wayne. And when Bruce Wayne gets his memory back, what's, what's this going to do to Dick and uh, Bruce's relationship? Um, any, any final thoughts on this issue guys, before we, you know, wrap up and give our overall thoughts of the, uh, uh, whole entire series. Terrence. I'd say there was enough positives in it for as much as I was – I think I was – I can't speak again. Uh, there's a lot of positives in this issue despite all the negatives, and I think I, I get a little annoyed at the negatives because there was the positives. Like if it was just a bad issue, I could have just said, oh, this was bad and just forget about it. But I feel like this could have been a really, really great issue, and they just dropped the ball for whatever reason, and I – as we speculated, there must have been some deadlines or some things going on behind the scenes or somebody not being able to um, commit. It's also a, a, a much larger size issue than normal, so maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but overall, um, I, I would say the Robin War was pretty good. You know, for for a, a shorter series that only took about. I think the whole thing was less than two months where we didn't have to wait month after month after month for each part. Right. Um, and um, for how quick it moved, I, I, I thought overall it was a really good um, a really good series. And I thought this was a good final issue to wrap up what was going on. But then, pardon the pun, spiral into something else. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well played, yeah. sir. Circle gets a square. Uh, Olivia in the top box. Um. 
Yeah, I, I, I think this was for as short as, short as a series as it was, um, it was able to kind of change the status quo or, or as we're assuming it's going to. I mean, we have to keep reading Grayson at this point to see really what's going to happen. But, um, you know, not a, sometimes it's nice to have a really super long series like, you know, Batman Eternal. Like, but sometimes it's nice to be able to have this kind of, you know, throw all the characters together for a couple months and, and get a cool story. And, and okay, now we're done. We don't have to buy like 52 issues. Great. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> I feel like it was it was a, it was a good series, you know, overall. Um, this particular last issue was a bit of a. All over the place with the art. I didn't even. I can't believe I didn't really even notice it first read through. I mean, like I realized there were so many artists, but I didn't. It didn't. I guess take me out of the story as much. And but now as flipping through it, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but no, overall, I did enjoy Robin War as a whole. Cool. Um, I think my sentiments are pretty much the same as uh, both you guys. I. It was nice to have a, a short little two month series, uh, seven eight books in total. And it was cool that we were getting at least two or three books, you know, a week. So it kind of felt like a weekly series, but it only took, you know, it. I think on paid paper was probably supposed to be wrapped up by Christmas, the first week of January at the latest. So with a deadline change, it got pushed back a week. Um, the last question I wanted to throw out to you guys, um, as far as celebrating the 75th anniversary of Robin, uh, what did you think this did? Like, oh, wow, they're celebrating Robin's 75th anniversary. Are you happy with the story that they told in celebrating, you know, one part of the 75th anniversary of Robin? So I'll throw it out to you, Terrence. Uh, not really. I mean, if I did not know from listening to Everybody Loves the Drake, uh, <laughs> I would not know it was Robin's 75th anniversary offhand. You know, like there was nothing in here. There was no little like thing on the cover or anything. And I remember um, like Batman's 50th anniversary way back when they had like a special 50th anniversary issue and they had different um, like one page artwork and there were mm-hmm. some different like little essays. Like some people wrote like some stuff about Batman and I think they might have even reprinted uh, Detective tw- number 27 in there or so. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to have one of those for Robin. Just, you know, like um, I, I don't think that would have been that hard to throw together. And, and um, it, I think I, I would have preferred a scene in like a one issue 75th anniversary, um, like little compilation or even a reprinting of the very first Robin story, um, something like that to celebrate. So, um, yeah, as a, as a celebration of Robin, no, I don't I don't think it. It, I think if you should listen to podcast uh, episode 32 of Everybody Loves the Drake <laughs> for, <laughs> for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'll have to go check out that uh, podcast here. Thanks oh, for yeah, the, me uh, too. the heads up. Yeah. The, host, <laughs> the host's not so great, but that guy, he had. Oh, well, good. yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, the host has his own Mark Bernardin. I mean, how do you, yeah. how do you not like that guy? <laughs> and he's got a lot of cool ties. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Olivia, as far as uh, Robin's 75th, how do you think it serviced uh, Robin? Yeah, I, I, I agree that if if i didn't already know that it was robin's 75th anniversary this wouldn't at all kind of explain it to me but knowing that it is robin's 75th anniversary you can kind of see elements of the story playing into that and and how what robin means what it means to be a robin how important robin is to you know the people of of gotham and 
it mostly through the, the We Are Robin kids, which, I mean, I guess that's kind of happens throughout their series outside of Robin Moore, but you really see it in here when they interact with the actual Robins and they're they're They do get that little bit of training and, and they see what it's really like. And, and that I did like that. And I did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not like a, it's not like you're getting like a classic Robin kind of anniversary feeling to it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like a little kind of like homage to the meaning of Robin. Um, I think I'm pretty yeah. much in agreement. Some of my some of my favorite parts um, of this, like as far as the treatment of the 75th anniversary, if I wasn't on my own podcast saying it was the 75th anniversary, I don't know if I would have. Um, there was they did a Robin 71st 75th anniversary logo, but it only appeared one time, only on the DC Comics website. So a friend of mine. Olivia made me a 75th anniversary <laughs> logo that I could that I could use, um, and I have seen other people use your logo uh, out there. They? So I thought <laughs> yeah. that was kind of cool to like, hey, Olivia made that. That appeared on somebody else's. <laughs> and I'm like, I sent somebody a message like, a friend of mine made that. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. And I'm like, no, I think she'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, some of my favorite bits uh, out of this series were. From the We Are Robins, seeing Red Robin, Red Hood, and Damien fight, and them realizing, like, whoa, look at them move. They're so fast. They're so quick. And and kind of seeing, uh, kind of through Duke's eyes of, like, yeah, I'm leading this team, and, like, wow, we are so not ready. And it's going to be kind of cool to see Duke kind of grow as a character to, is he going to get to that point of knowing, okay, we are ready or I am ready. So even as somebody, like you said, he's fighting a uh, Damien Terrence and he's not throwing a punch. Cause I, there's part of him that still knows this little kid. He just, you know, smacked red hood and red Robin, which I think at first I was like, Oh, of course, Damien's got to beat their butt. But I think they were looking at Damien, like we're not going to fight you. We know this isn't you. And it was cool to see Duke, you know, kind of get through to that and Duke kind of knowing I'm going to get my butt handed to him. So all I have to do is just get up. So if that's the moral of the story is just get up people, (laughs) no matter what's going on. Um, So that's going to wrap it up for Robin war. I want to thank Dustin and the guys over at the Batman Universe Comic Podcast for allowing the three of us uh, to take the reins for two episodes uh, for Robin War. So thank you, Dustin, and everybody over there. Um, I kind of want to go around the room real quick in case somebody else wants to get a hold of any of you guys or see what anybody else, what you guys are up to. Uh, Olivia, where can people find you, get a hold of you if they want to see some of your cool artwork, your Robin 75th, or even what you're doing? Uh, where can people find you? Um, <laughs> well, if, if you want to be found, if not, you, no, can, no, go, no, that's, <laughs> you can go to your labyrinth with your owls and that'll um, be fine. No, that's fine. I mean, my, my most, um, relevant would be my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash automatica, which is automatic with an A at the end. And the I is a one. So hopefully you can get that. And, um, I mean, if you, I'm on Twitter, that name is detection. Um, I talk about all sorts of stuff on there from comics to movies to whatever I'm ranting about. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Terrence, uh, where can people find you? I know one place people can find you, but if you kind of want to be found, where can people, uh, get a hold of you if you choose to speak with people? 
Yeah, they can just come over to my house. Let me give you my address. It's, uh, <laughs> Front doors so, wide open. <laughs> yeah, I get home around four every day. Uh, so if I'm not home, just come in, make yourself comfortable. Uh, no, but you can hear me with Rob on the Everybody Loves the Drake podcast. He's nice enough to have me on a whole bunch of times, even though I say nasty stuff about him. All, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but no, I, we have a lot of fun doing that. That's cool. Um, I'm glad you're still doing that, sir. That's really cool. And uh, Olivia's made uh, a couple guest spots on, so uh, thank you to Olivia for doing that as well. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for uh, Robin War here on the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Again, a uh, big shout-out to Dustin and everybody over at the uh, Batman Universe. Uh, make sure you check out the Batman Universe for all of your Batman needs as far as merchandise and uh, comic news, Batgirl to Oracles there, and the Batfans podcast. Uh, those guys just celebrated their 100th uh, episode, and Terrence and I were both originally on that podcast, and I got a chance uh, to join those guys. Uh, we just recorded their 100th uh, on Friday night, and that was a good time. That episode should be up soon. There's a ton of podcasts out there, and this little one called Rob and Everyone Loves the Drake, <laughs> if you'd like to to check it out. But uh, some of the big news that's going to be coming up here in just a few months, if you haven't seen already, is Batman versus Superman. Merchandise Ooh. is everywhere, and uh, I can't believe I'm going to be sitting in a movie theater seeing two of my favorite superheroes on the screen duke it out. I cannot <sighs> wait for this film. Uh, mm-hmm. The seven-year-old was excited to go see Star Wars in December, and now the seven-year-old is going to see Batman and Superman <laughs> fight, so... Um, I'm in seven-year heaven right now, seven-year-old heaven. <laughs> that sounds bad. So uh, <laughs> rather than continuing to incriminate myself here on the Batman universe, on the behalf of Olivia and Terrence, this is Rob, and this has been the Batman universe. I have no idea where I'm going with that. Uh, this I made us edit this episode down to one minute. We reviewed yeah. the story. We liked it. Rob said things he shouldn't have said. <laughs> the end. We like Robin War. Robin yeah. like children. The end. <laughs> you know, th- there's a fine line between saying, I like kids. Kids are cool. But when yeah. you specify the type of kid you like, like, <laughs> yeah. I like seven-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's wrong.